I'm Amy, sex educator, somatic sex and relationship coach, and sex shop owner. And I'm April, VP of an international high-end pleasure products company and boss queen sex toy mogul. We're best friends who make our own rules about who we are as sexual beings. With everything from how to be a badass in the bedroom to top tips for bringing your relationship to the next level, we have something just for you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com. Hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Shameless Sex Podcast, recording live. Well, this isn't live, but we're recording. We're recording. We're, we're humans but recording. We are live. In Burbank, we're at a trade show. A I have a story. trade show voice happening already, day one. You got a nice rasp. Yeah. We are uh, at a sex toy trade show. April is representing the wonderful hot octopus, and she is in the male masturbation sleeve booth, although you do have a vulva toy. We do. Queen Bee. Uh-huh. And I'm hanging out with the wonderful people at Uber Lube. Uh, if you haven't tried these wonderful products, check them out. You get 15% off with coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps. That was shameless. At I know. PurePleasureShop.com. <laughs> hey, way to, way to fill it in for me. There you go. So this episode, we have a one wonderful guest uh, who's a doctor he a is doctor. doctor he is a doctor we were just, and we're so grateful to have more men on our show we're really loving yes. that so and um, we will do an intro in a second but we have a couple announcements and the podcast by the way is on dating today dating and relationships um because it's constantly changing so why not talk to an expert about that it's true it's hard out there for a pimp yo. yeah it's hard out here for a pimp i'm just singing everything that you say i'm just like your backup vocalist I like it. tonight I you like it too. Don't lose your um, voice. Wait, now. I want to make a quick announcement about what we're drinking right now because <gasps> Margin's so good. Wine, OMG, y'all. She just launched a new, um, it's a Cab Franc. It's her new red. It's her new red, and it is so good. It tastes like, well, I think that it has like this like very smooth, a s- little bit smoke. I get a little smoky um, body. It's very, It's I don't know, it's lovely. And if you want, you can also get, um, she's nice enough to offer Shameless Sex listeners a discount if you order her wine online. Her website is marginswine.com. And it's it's nice. So if you buy three or more bottles, you'll get 10% off with Shameless Sex 10, 15% off six or more bottles, Shameless Sex 15. She's never done that before. Her wine is reasonably priced. And it, remember, it comes from underrepresented regions, underrepresented varietals, and she turns it into this fabulous raw wine. Which is you won't get a hangover. Organic. And uh, my Sign mom, up for her newsletter too, by the way. My mom is a total wine snob, and my mom is in love with this new red my mom yeah my mom she is, is a total wine snob she is a hi wine mom snob. she's listening yeah um, and she's yeah she's like it's so good in so. a nice way she liked it yeah you text yeah. me you're like my mom likes it I'm yeah like, it's like gotta that's be good saying a lot so that's a wine um i have a couple announcements too one is a shout out announcement for someone who is having an event that we actually um are not necessarily connected with but it goes a lot goes very much in line because it's about um, working through shame. It's called Reclaiming Sexuality from Religion. It's a workshop in the Bay Area. It's August 14th, and it's in the East Bay community space. Um, and it's for folks who feel like religion has really given them some shame around sexuality, 
and are wanting to work through that as uh, taught by someone who actually, I think they're like a former Is it any minister. religion too or is it? All religion. Wow. Totally. Cool. Uh, you can get tickets at Eventbrite or you can go look up on Facebook. So if you go to Eventbrite and just enter Reclaiming Sexuality from Religion, you can find out more. But it's August 14th, It's which is a Tuesday and that's from 7 to 9.30 p.m. at the East Bay Community Space. Uh, so if you feel like religion has really gotten in the way of your sexuality, this is a good workshop. We had a rabbi reach out to us that wanted to be on our podcast. It's yeah. pretty interesting. Yeah. Interesting uh-huh. mix. I don't know. Some, something to think about. I just realized that with that announcement. Bring it on. Yeah. Hey, Rabbi. Yeah. And September 22nd, 23rd, come visit us in Brooklyn. Woo. Shout out to my Brooklyn peeps. Um, I don't know if I the have sh- any, but I hope she so. Expo. It's free, right? It's free. Yeah. And it's Amy and I will have a shameless sex booth. Hot Octopus will have a booth there as well. It's a consumer show. It's free for you. There's workshops. There's a bunch of really cool um, people like just collaborating. And you can learn and you can... Um, I don't know, see some cool products and see Amy and I in our finest. In the flesh. So enough about us now. Yeah, let's right? just go right in the podcast. Yeah. We're going in. Because Dr. Chavez over here. Yeah, Dr. Hernando Chavez. He is a brilliant <laughs> human being doing the good of the world. Yes, he's awesome. So uh, I'm going to read a little bio and then we'll go right in. Right? Perfect. All right, everyone. I always mess up the bios, but wish me luck. Dr. Hernando Chavez holds a BA in psychology, a, a master's in a marital and family therapy. See, already messed it up. And a doctorate degree in human sexuality. He is a licensed marriage and family therapist, clinical sexologist, love and sex coach, and professor of psychology and human sexuality. Dr. Chavez is co-sexpert educator for Penthouse Magazine's Sex Academy instructional DVDs. He specializes working with erotic minorities, which is like BDSM, uh, alternative expression, non-monogamy, non-monogamy and fetishism, and then also relationships and sexual concerns. Welcome, Dr. Chavez. Should we just hey. call Hernando? What do you want? What do you Please call you? call me Hernando. Hernando. That's for Dr. Chavez. Okay, Let's drop the doctor. You can go with Dr. <laughs> Chavez. I'll go with Hernando. We're done. We're out. Okay, we're done. Mic drop. Hernando. Oh, can we say it that way? Are you oh. related to Cesar Chavez? Could be. That'd be cool. That turns you on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah, that's hot. If you like advocacy. Yeah. Yeah. Yay, we're so happy that you're here. I know. Some people say, like, are you related to the boxer? Oh. Julio Cesar Chavez. Oh. Oh. Yeah, I get that. Are you related to the Baldwin brothers? Yeah. That's what I said when I checked in this hotel. I was like, so can you put Amy Baldwin's name on the hotel? She's of no relation to Alec, but (laughs) but I hope that at some point we find out that she is. The guy started laughing. Deep down. Speaking of the Baldwin brothers, do you know who Stephen Baldwin's daughter is now engaged to? Who? Justin Bieber. She's really? caught up on our pop culture. Yeah. So the Bieber and the Baldwins are getting together? Oh, yeah. 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 Bieber and Baldwins. And I hope they energy. hyphenate that shit because that's some good naming. That's that's some pedigree, yeah. Oh, yeah. I heard that uh, that Bal- Stephen Baldwin is now like a, uh, a pastor or, no or like a minister in New York. And so Justin Bieber's real religious. So he like asked for his hand and like they, they talked about religion. Justin Bieber's religious? Apparently so. What kind mm. of religion? Wow. I don't know. Are Chur- you a believer? Church of sex? Are you a know. believer? Is, it, uh, is, it, is that a Bieber reference? Yeah. Are you, <laughs> are you a believer? <laughs> That's cute. No, never. You're not? <laughs> no, Damn I, it. You could pay me a million dollars and I couldn't name one song. Oh. Yes, you know a song. Like it's like the it was like the Billboard's top one hundred. Sing, sing us one chip. Um doodle sorry. <laughs> don't know it. No. I still <laughs> um, keep singing. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember how it goes right now. My voice is not in singing form. She's Damn not gonna it. have a voice in the trade um, show. Tomorrow. Okay, what about um? Oh no, that's Britney Spears. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna go with Hit Me You're Baby one more time. Too. I'm like, yeah. no, no, the sorry, I can, I can have it. Um, anyway, it's a, it's, w- it's actually quite catchy. I was once having a conversation with Jessica Drake, and she said, "Oh, I love that Despacito song." And I said, "Not the Justin Bieber version. It's got to be the Latin guys." 
Hey, we gotta go to OG. Did really well with his Spanish, by the he way. Did the best he could, but uh, so you do know a Justin Bieber song then? Yeah, as a remix. All yeah. right, well, he's sticking to the OG. Yeah. yeah. Tell our listeners who Jessica Drake is. They might not know. She's uh, great. Jessica Drake is wonderful. She's a sex educator and adult film star, and she uh, is one of the spokespeople for um, B Vibe, Cowgirl, and Wicked Sensual Lubes. Oh yeah, yeah. She does a lot. She hosted the X Biz Awards last year. Did a great job. She was phenomenal. She's gorgeous human to just like. She's eye candy. And she's so smart and great. I love I love what she does. Oh, I love it. Let's talk good about her. It's great. I know. Yeah. She's Shout out to Jessica Drake if you yeah. don't yeah. listen. Yeah. I love instructional DVDs. Yes. Great way to learn and watch a, a hot verbal scene hug too. Yeah. Verbal hug. Verbal hug. Okay, Hernando. So <clears throat> we're so happy to have you here. You're like such a total brilliant, awesome, sex positive sex nerd. And it's so wonderful to have you bring your wisdom here. So thank you so much for being here. You both are so sweet. Oh. You're like building up my confidence and my self-esteem. Thank you oh, so much yeah. for all your positive feedback. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're so One thing happy. I've wanted to point out about Hernando, that you're so good, like ev- over the years, you're always so good about voicing like positive affirmations to people. You're like, I remember one time you looked at me and like, you're really tuned in and you're a good listener. I was like, thank you. Because not enough people do that, like affirm other people or compliment them or yes, like, yeah. wow, way to be, you know, X, Y, and Z. So, and you're always like that. You're like, thank you for the compliments. Well, I just love your style. I thank you for saying that because don't we all have things that we think in our heads that are nice about somebody, but we don't share them. Like, yeah. why not keep exactly. compl- why keep compliments like in our chamber of secrets? Yeah, but you are always People so good about it. that. You're always so good about it. I'm like, thank you, and you're always offering the juices. Like, I brought you a fresh squeezed juice <laughs> at the trade show because I know how diligently crazy your days are, and you don't have time to go and get a juice. He knows that you need to hydrate. Yeah, and you even one. offered us a t- some tuna tartare today before Aww. the thing. A little something That's just to, uh, you yeah. know, a little, little protein before the podcast. Yeah, oh yeah. got to be energized for this I know. podcast. <laughs> so, dating today. What's up? It's tough. It's like, ghosting the out there. and all those things. Yeah. Oh, ghosting, catfishing? Ghosting. What about catfishing? Oh I just learned about God. this. It's like, blows my mind. I'm like, this is so bizarre. So... Uh, yeah, how do folks navigate this world? Yes. Like, what are what are you seeing? What's what's up? So I, I find that there's a challenge for people that are younger versus older, and I find that the older people have experienced something very different because they had the pre-internet time of, of dating where it was Wait, more. Wait, if, if I'm 36, is that older? Uh, you're kind of on the cusp. Oh, you, you okay. probably grew up in a time where she like internet like, just became. Please say became. no. Please say no. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, wait a second. Tomorrow will be 36. I'm still 35. Does that mean I'm older? Oh, birthday's tomorrow. Yeah. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. But I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just wanted to know what older was because I'm like, yeah. you know, maybe I have I'm having some issues. You're as young as old as you want to be. I mean, I think it's a it's a mindset as well, and it's also what we're open to immersing ourselves into. Like, there are people in our in their 30s and 40s who will not touch a dating app, and then there are people in their 50s who absolutely will. They see that like there's value in it, or they see that there's more, uh, you know, a wider net that you can cast with meeting people. But people that are old school, they had a, a different experience when it came to like you had to go to a bar, you had to go to like meet people in person. It was about your friends setting you up with other friends and family members setting you up with, with other people. And nowadays, the swiping culture has just changed a lot of people's expectations. You've got, I mean, um, for example, <laughs> it's true. Culture. It is like the screen swipe. I mean, it's like it's a game. It, it's just, and it's a lot of work. Like millennials average approximately ten hours per week uh, on dating apps swiping. Whoa, no that's a lot way. of time. Ten hours ten per week. Hours. Think of the things you can do with it. Oh my God! I mean, I could like go. I don't know. Save a whale. It's <laughs> another one of those instant, gr- instant, one well instant. Gra- but it's another one of those. D- like, I mean, it's fun. It's entertaining, but it can also like suck the life out of you. Things the way Facebook and Instagram can, where you just kind of get hooked, right? You get sucked in, mm-hmm. yeah. 
And, and there's, you know, I think people put in a lot of time, but you don't see always that uh, immediate gratification sort of come back. You don't get a lot of matches sometimes. Sometimes people, you write them and they don't write back and they sort of disappear or they like delete you from their, their, uh, their, their match list. Um, there's just a lot of challenges that people have. Like you mentioned catfishing. Yeah. Not everybody's authentic. You know, people will use pictures that are 15, 20 years old. People will use pictures that aren't even them. I mean, I've been catfished myself. I'd probably say at least half a dozen times this year. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And you're single. So yeah. you're exploring this dating realm of the using internet dating, right? Is I it called internet dating? People call it like what using it? the apps. It's, I guess using that's more apps. of a colloquial okay. term, but yeah, internet dating, online dating. Would I be think it'd be so cool. Like I, before I was partnered up, I like really was not wanting to explore that world, but I thought it's, I think it's so interesting. And then every, there's so many different apps. Like there's like J-Date, if you want to date other Jewish people, there's like Bumble, there's, I mean, I don't even know all of them, but there's always new ones. Christian Mingle. I heard they really like anal on Christian Mingle. That's what someone told me. Yeah, especially the ones that also put in Catholic. They yeah. Oh, <laughs> nice. Cool. Remember when, when I, when I was, I wasn't single. I was like on a break with my partner and I went on Tinder and it was down here at this same trade show years oh, yeah. ago and you were married, April, and so I put Tinder on there and I was like, well, we're on a break. So and so you, you April's on my phone and she was swiping and it was oh, like within an hour it was a match a number of times. You were in. It was as if it was she was living vicariously. Through. She, I was, like, it's she a- was so excited. She's like, it's a match. <laughs> she was you know, just living. Yeah. So you got a little well, bit of experience. I totally would get sucked into that. That's why I never chose to do the app dating because I get sucked into that shit. It's because mm-hmm. I am like I'm not a gamer or anything. I could be, though, if I probably started buying the gaming equipment i might be a gamer but that shit was like enticing it's addicting i help my friends on scruff and grinder gay boys send cock shots like immediately too i'm like show me the treasure you know i was like apping and i was like look at this for my friend he was like just take over and the amount of cock shots that you get immediately i was like damn right right it's like immediately there's different etiquette with like hetero dating versus gay dating queer yeah. dating uh lesbian dating and and absolutely in the hetero culture you send a dick pic oh, uh, no, early no, no. on especially unsolicited oh, done. you're done yeah <laughs> yeah but in the gay culture it's it's almost encouraged and to, to a certain expected expected yeah. yeah that's what they said they're like no no this is like i was like oh Wow. And it's for me, I love it. I think it's so fun. But I'm also like, wow, like that would if I just received that from the same um, person, I would be a little offended and like, wow, dude. No. Mm -hmm. What do you do when you get catfished? When you arrive to the day and you see that and like, oh, yeah, you're different than what you portrayed. Maybe it's not what you see. It's what you experience. Like, what is your how do you handle that? You know, I think there's catfish protocol, like ways you can do catfish prevention. Like uh, <laughs> catfish <laughs> prevention. Well, that you need to coin that. I like that. TM you know, that. TM that. <laughs> but like, I'll have people. I'll send a picture of myself with like, "Hi, you know, Amy," and I'll put like their name on it, and I'll have a piece of paper next to my face, so you know that it's really me. Uh-huh. And then I send them that photo. And some people will respond back saying, "Oh, I don't. My camera's broken on my phone," or "Oh, like ah. I, you know, don't, you know." They'll just make excuses, and you kind of know right there that's it's a red a flag. flag. Yeah. yeah. Um, but sometimes they do, and and you will meet them. And and uh, one time I had people, uh, sorry, one person who met who um, had pictures online, and then I went to meet her, and then she walked into the Starbucks with two, like a double child stroller, and she had two babies. She just had twins. Like She walked on the date with Whoa. her two babies? And she's no like, way. oh, wow, I that's didn't want to tell you, but I just want to let you know that I had kids. Oh, my gosh. And, and, and they're here with me right now. Can you watch you one of them? You get to meet them right away. Well, yeah. <laughs> can you change can one? You, yeah. <laughs> yeah, can you? Did this one's dirty? Do you mind? And did you buy me coffee? Because we can get two chocolate milks, too. Thanks. <laughs> 
Wow. It's, wow. A, it's a trip how like it's it, there's a little bit of lack of transparency and there's some dishonesty. Like people will also like not tell the truth about their age. And then when they show up, they will say, OK, I'm not really 43. I'm actually 37. But a lot of times at 40s when people stop their cutoffs for searching. So oh. it's also about um, allowing yourself to be searched, you know, on, on the search engine. So. You know, I, I get where people come from, but you just have to navigate all these different like obstacles and bumps in the road. Do you have recommendations for what, like, authentically? You think some of the apps are more authentic, maybe to meet folks than maybe more hookup ones? Well, I, I've, uh, just to finish the catfishing oh, piece, if you have FaceTime or Zoom or uh, Google Hangouts, ah. they have, uh, or even Kik, yeah. they have um, uh, ability for people to do FaceTiming. Like, even if you don't have an iPhone, yeah. Like, oh. if you're iPhone to Android, you can do that, which is nice to see someone's face. If you get that, like, in real time and you speak to them and hear them. Yeah. That's pretty. It's uh, pretty good. Yeah, evidence. I I always w- I think that that's important. Yeah, see, it's like actually see the a video version because we have the technology and like you can all you can find a way even if you don't have like a, you know an iPhone or at least if you can't do that, hear their voice because I've I've mm-hmm. actually had moments mm-hmm. where that w- when I was actually doing this this like Bumble experiment, I met with a person but hadn't talked to them before. And their voice was, you know, you kind of make it up an idea of what their voice is. But it's like, very harsh. <laughs> it's <was laughs> like, oh, God. All right. So yeah. it's going to yeah, be a Yeah, it was one, real right? abrasive. You're like, I can't hang. And that wasn't a catfish, of course. That wasn't, they weren't portraying. I just didn't do enough research. Yeah. Yeah. To going back with the question you asked a moment sure. ago, which, um, which are some of the apps? Like, some of them have reputations. Okay. So Tinder has more of a rep for hooking up. Okay. Um, and you may have maybe more of a younger or a more of a single crowd that's not necessarily looking for something serious. Not not everybody, but it, it's definitely uh, got the reputation. Bumble, a little bit more serious when it comes to, like, looking for a relationship or more uh, long-term dating. You also, f- I also find that there's more people with, like, um, professions and so sort of, like, a little more established in life. So I find that it's... Um, there's more millennials on Tinder. There's a little bit more sort of mid thirties, uh, early forties, you know, late twenties on Bumble. On Bumble. Okay. Um, what about League? League is one. My roommate used to. My old roommate when it, she used to use League into sports. No, no, it's, it's like professionals. Yeah, I, and I, she would. Like, you had to be. I don't know a certain kind I of feel professional. Like it, is it like a Bay Area thing? Or Maybe something? it's a Bay Area thing. Yeah. I don't know. I d- I never had heard of it. I was like, what is this? You have to be like a career person. Sounds like sports. I know that's what I thought yeah. too. I thought it was like pr- professional, oh, ath- d- oh, yeah. professional athletes. I, I'm like, I want to date a professional athlete. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's did sugardaddy.com, like that. everyone. But <laughs> and they ha- and seeking arrangements yeah. and uh-huh. some places seeking have seeking uh, arrangements. That's yeah. one. Oh, they've won. That's, that's a little more for like you know having a little bit of money exchange for some type of companionship. But there's Coffee Meat Bagel. There's Match.com now has an app also oh. that people use. Um, that's how my sister met her husband on Match. On Match. I think Match is more for like mostly mainstream, mostly like um, I'd say like. 35 and older sort of is where you see a lot of people having success on that. Okay. Maybe less millennials. Um, you've got like sort of the, some of the old school ones like uh, eHarmony. Mm, oh um, yeah. Those are still sort of going around where they do all the profiles of people and then they match you up based on your uh, personality characteristics. It's like a lot of depth of pr- like who you are as a human. They like really go into your character. Oh, it's, it's not like just general questions. Hours like of assessment questions oh, wow. and then they match you up with like the quote unquote perfect match. Yeah, they have I've so seen many a lot of commercials. questions. It's wild. Yeah. I set one of my friends up on match.com and you know it's i this is one thing i recommend is have a friend write your profile for you um the one that really really knows you because it's oftentimes hard for or at least assist you and it's hard for you to see all of your finest qualities and so i helped my friend write this thing i chose their photos and this is a man a man and and 
gentlemen, please don't include photos with sunglasses and where people can't see your face. And just, I think this applies it's to everyone true. or with you with like eight chicks or, you yeah. know, this is go not, with you and your mom. Yeah. Or like just show that, you know, you, the activities that you're into, maybe you with your pet, if you have one, so people can really see who you are and what you do. Um, but anyway, so I helped him with the photos. I wrote the profile for him. He loved it. It was spot on. I even did a vulnerable share in there where he was talking about how he's not afraid to own his vulnerability and talk about the hard things. The first date he went on, and he had been pretty single for years and wasn't really in the dating game and would try, and it just wasn't really working. First date he went on, the woman, the first thing she said was, I love your profile. And he's like, well, I have to be honest with you. My friend Amy wrote it. And she's like, Amy who? And Amy Baldwin. Oh, I took a blowjob class from her once. Oh, and now nice. they're in love. It's no great. way. Yeah, it's oh, awesome. you're a little matchmaker. You are a matchmaker. Maybe you need to have a little uh, I'm not a good matchmaker. Oh. I'm, I'm just good at writing writing profiles i've felt for a profile before too but it's all a science to that right could yeah, yeah. How, how did your experience go i just wrote my friends pro i read his profile it was really bad it was like two lines of like i like books <laughs> i was like dude <laughs> like i'm sorry but like this is not good and i just kind of enhanced it with i didn't even really know him that well it was a friend of my ex-husband and he did get i asked him uh, two weeks later after i just sort of enhanced it i just got what else do you like besides books? There's got to be some other things. And he shared, and then I just put some things, put it nice language, very loving and open. And he got like three or four hits. He said, and he had zero before that. It was like his Tinder account too. Nice, yeah, do big help you were. Do you have any specific tips for writing profiles? That, totally. You know, I, I, trying to get away from the generic. I think that uh -huh. we have to look look at it and ask ourselves: Is this something that most or everybody puts in their profile? Yeah. Like, like we all want to travel. Yeah, we all looking to live life to the fullest, right? Yeah. You know, so can we add something a little bit uh, unique or different, or that's still authentic? That's still <laughs> yeah. I think authenticity and vulnerability is really important, mm -hmm. and it doesn't mean that we have to necessarily like put our deepest, darkest fears on. You know, here's in the my profile. childhood <laughs> wounding. <laughs> Mommy didn't love me. My brother locked me in trunks. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you, with your friend, with the example you just gave, I thought there was a piece right there where he actually opened up and was honest and said, yeah. it wasn't actually me, it was my friend. And I think that that probably won him some brownie points, yeah. too, where, you know, other guys may have, like, yeah, taken credit great. for it. Or, yeah, totally. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm, a, I'm a poet. He was know? also, on th the honesty that he was, like, it said that he, he like, is easy, comfortable being vulnerable, and, and then he was. And she was like, wow, spot on. And right. I wrote it with him while we were on the phone for like two hours while I was doing it. And, and it wasn't that I made up a whole bunch of bullshit. All of it was very real, but it was just me knowing him for you know 10 years and seeing him. And so I read it, and he's like, yeah, that's me. That's great. I would have never been so able to put it that way. that's a great suggestion, Amy. I think like for our listeners out there, and I think probably you can agree, Hernando, but like get a good friend to write your profile and then just proofread it and yeah. kind of add or maybe you know edit what you, you believe you you can different? hire a coach. There's coaches that yeah. specialize. There are. In this. Like I've, I've worked with clients with this before yeah. too. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Coaches not knowing you though. You know, but, but they can. They can all. Like, it's notes. a conversation. It's like what I've done with clients before is I I talk to them and get to know yeah. them a little bit, like for a session, and you know, and like okay, well, this okay, let's word it this way. Does this feel real, mm -hmm. right to you? Yeah. And um, it's, I don't feel like it's that hard to do. I think if you're a guy writing your own profile, most guys, including myself, are not that skilled with like emotive expression when it comes to like our words so it's really valuable to have like a female friend yeah. or a, a sister or somebody that you trust that can just check it know, out put a little you know sugar and spice and sprinkle something nice onto it it's true what about okay what about the first because i get this question from people when they what, when they're actually supposed to it's a match you're on tinder it's a match uh, or bumble and it, the guys are supposed to talk first or whatever but just say it's a match we'll use tinder the first thing that you say like what are your what do you what do you do what do you recommend because the people are like hey 
What's up? How or a DTF. So <laughs> What's DTF? Down, down to fuck? fuck? Yeah, not good. Oh, God, I'm so out of the loop right now. <laughs> Here's where I love Bumble because Bumble has, a, if two people match, it, the initiative is on the female to, if this is a heterosexual oh, relationship. Oh, yeah, it's the female. She writes yeah. first. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So I think women sort of gotten a taste about like the awkwardness and sort of the discomfort of having to like initiate a conversation yeah. with a random stranger that you think is cute. Because um, obviously we're all attracted to each other. We just swipe right and we matched. Yeah. Um, I find that it's either good to crack a joke, a safe joke. Don't don't make it all you know too extreme that that you're going to push you know uh, uh, challenge someone's buttons, but uh, or take something out of their profile yes. and yeah. create like a connection where you can ask a question about it. Like if they said something about an interest they have, say that you have that same interest, and here's like my that, and ask them a question about it, and, and bring in like a conversation. Like invite. You have to ask a question. You can't just say hi, or you can't just say hi. How are you? So what did one saggy boob say to the other saggy boob? <laughs> what? For a couple that think we're nuts. Ah! <laughs> Is that see a good one? See, if I got that, I would love that. Yeah, you would love it. I would it, love right? that on Bumble. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's my go-to now. One thing that I like. If I'm ever on Bumble, I'm not. Though, so one, one why add not crack on? a joke? Because we all want to laugh. I, Dude, totally. and, and one add-on that I that I like with what you're saying is to li- look at their profile and then find something that you resonate with. Um, even if, So one thing I like is like, say they say, I really love dogs. This is a picture of my dog. And you don't have a dog. Send them, because I think on them, you can't send photos, but you can send GIFs, I think, right, right? right? So send them a GIF of, like, the cutest dog ever. Like, I love dogs, too, and, like, here's my dog, or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Like, how cute he is, and, and then send it. And, like, just kidding. I don't, you can still, still yeah. be honest about it, but, like, of course, don't bullshit them. Like, I have a dog, or I really don't. But say, you could actually say that you do and send a cute thing and then follow that up with, I don't, but I wish I did, or something. And mm-hmm. people just kind of, like, connect with that something. There's, like, some cuteness or playfulness or humor or something that just, stands out more so than just like hey what's up mm-hmm. absolutely i do think that the joke that's a really great suggestion hernando i would love that because if i did receive a joke i love humor i would be like you're a witty motherfucker i want to hang out with you oh yeah. and asking questions yes right not just talking about yourself exactly i always encourage people when they're when they're writing back is that uh, even if you have you're answering a couple questions or you're telling a little bit of a story or making a statement always end or at least include one question that they can respond with an answer because you don't want to cut off communication by not asking a question. Otherwise, you're now putting it on them to spark up a new conversation. It's like, why are we going to have all these mini conversations that have to start up on their own organically? Why not just continue that process? However, don't be the person that like bombards the somebody interviewer, with questions. They call yeah. it the interviewer. The interviewer, yeah. I have had a, some, a lot of actually male hetero single friends that have said that like oh the fucking interview i'm like what's the interview it's like when you're getting had like what's your dream what do you do for work like kind of that that redundant sort of very topical too it's not deep i don't know and i'm not suggesting anyone gets deep automatically i'm sure there's topical questions that are needed but would you suggest um like limiting the questions to just bounce back and forth i mean how would you do that because i'm a question asker i'm like i'm an investigator I think it's okay if if we don't make it to be seem like we have like a top 20 questions and we're going on down a checklist. I think that if you organically can weave in like a conversation and maybe a joke and maybe a gif like you mentioned and then ask another question, that's perfectly fine. But if it's like like rapid fire one after the other after the other after the other, I think that can be a little bit bombarding for some people. Now that being said, let's be realistic here. If somebody's really really attractive and you're into them, you'll be happy with the rapid fire. You'll mm-hmm. be a lot more forgiving and a lot less scrutinizing yeah, if you're really attracted to somebody. Yeah. Um, and, and that's just you know the case. I mean, we we've, we've seen research as well too where people will 
uh, have pickup lines that are done by people that are unattractive or people that are really attractive. And obviously, obviously people, when they, they find that person attractive, are a lot more open to like inviting that conversation in and accepting that pickup line as funny versus offensive or versus corny or stupid. Mm. Yeah. The same pickup line for like two people. One, yeah, one that one's attracted to, one that someone's not. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, Brad Pitt or Johnny Depp did a pickup line. I mean, they could burp in your face, and you'd be like, you know, stars in your eyes. Yeah, <laughs> and and there's I mean, people like people like questions, and not the bombarding ones, but they want to feel like they're interesting or you're interested in them too, right? Instead of like you just talk, you know, talking to a wall or something. So there's a fine balance. And then also if you're not, if you're the only one asking questions and you're asking a lot of them, there's also maybe an aspect of you not sharing yourself too. So it's like this balance of being inquisitive and asking questions and generally being, being curious about uh, someone right. as well as allowing space for them to get to know you too. Not an interrogation, but curiosity. Right. Yeah. And something I'll do intentionally, and this may sound like a game and it, it, it could be constructive true as that but I, I don't intend it to it's just more of like strategic if um if conversation's a little stale or you just want to like take a break I, I'll just say like oh I have to go into work or I'm going to be uh, out for the rest of the night but I'll message you tomorrow and I purposely want to create some time and space so that it's um there's a little bit of time to kind of like process and and you know think and and like if i say a good joke and they laugh then i'm gonna leave it at that and just say okay I, is this via the phone right now this is via the, the app but it could be the phone okay. as well too okay yeah. so this is via text chat com- yeah. chat conversations okay so if they okay i like that but that yeah give a little spaciousness in there That's so good, what yeah. about because you start on the chat app you're having conversations chat app at what point, because I know people are fearful of like giving them their phone number, like what it, what is the protocol for that when you open up and actually give them a and connection where do you outside meet them, of the app? Like in a public mm-hmm. space, like that is all confusing to me too. I always, because I know it's, it's, a, it's a really challenging like time for women to date. You know, there's, there's a lot of fears, there's a lot of people stalking, there's, you know, people are Google background checking. I mean, all this stuff is happening. So I want to be as mindful of a female's experience as possible. So I'll always give them choices like, Hey, if it's comfortable for you for us to change numbers and talk on the phone, I'd love to do that. But I'm also really open to waiting and just, you know, respecting, you know, the, the pace that you want to set. And I'll just leave it at that. Or if we do decide to talk on the phone and eventually we're going to meet for coffee or a dinner or a date or a hike or whatever it may be, um, I'll give them the op- option. Like, I can either pick you up or we can meet there, whatever's most comfortable for you. And I just find that, like, if you keep it real um, easy going like that, but you also offer, like, a lot of space to make a choice. Um, they can at least ascertain what's like comfortable for them. I'm just realizing that we didn't figure out when you get catfish, what do you say? I just had this like, I mean, what do you say? Do you say anything about that? Or do you just pretend like you didn't just like smoke bomb? You're like, no, yeah, we'll talk about ghosting in a second. Like, what do you do when someone shows up and they're completely different or not even completely, but like pretty different from how do you, comment on that do you just go with it for a little while like hey i'm not really feeling this or i've done it all to where i I didn't know and then when i asked them for like a picture or like video or something like that then they just disappear they ghost me um and so then i realized okay that they're probably not real um and then there's been times where i've seen pictures and i'm like i think i recognize this person i'm not sure are they a model and Mm -hmm. and then you do like the there's actually something called google image background search where you can like um 
take drop the, the image into the search bar, and, and it can come up oh. on like uh, on where it's been on, on like the internet. So like they maybe did that and pulled it onto their profile. Oh snap! Well, oh. a few times I've done it, and I'm like, oh wow, that person's like a famous model who lives in England, or this is like <laughs> a porn star that uh, you know, and and wow. so they're using this other people's pictures. So now I know. So sometimes I will just play along just to see what the conversation entails, and. Um, and then I'll ask him for like verification or can we like talk on the phone? Can we do the video? Uh, I generally don't want to like start pick a fight with people. Like, I don't know if, you have, if, if you're using someone else's photos and you're catfishing. I mean, there's something already a little bit off. Yeah. So I don't want to I know yeah. what's the intention. Call you I don't out. understand the intention. I get it like making your boobs bigger, like like cleaning up, like sometimes photoshopping. Or you using know. old photos sometimes. Or using old photos where you're like, oh, that yeah. was when I was 20 and now I'm 45. Well, that's drastic. Like over right. 20 and then, get, and then you're 29 or something. Okay. But that's still like. What what is the gap like? We should sh- photos within three years. Let's be <laughs> maybe I even, don't know. Even like I mean, how many times do we take photos? You you probably taken thirty photos this weekend. Yeah, you know? like we have photos all the time. Yeah. I don't think it's that much to ask to have at least within the next last few months, six months. Yeah, I think so. So if you do, this is like this is just my suggestion. If you're scheduling the first date with someone, I'm a big fan of keeping it as casual and safe in safe meaning. Oh, of course, there's safety for your 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 well-being, your physical well-being, and safe in terms of it's not a lot of commitment. Like, um, let's go out to that fancy dinner and spend a lot of, like, quality one-on-one time. And um, so I, I'm a big fan of doing something really casual, like just meeting over coffee to just see if there's even a thing there. And feeling into it in that way, or, or a cup of tea, or just, like, a quick walk or something like that. Mm-hmm. So just feel into that. Like, oh, okay, yeah, there is a connection here. Let's pursue that as opposed to just diving right in. And this is just a personal preference of... Um, someone who has been on a day before where it was like, wow, I'm so bummed that I locked myself in for three hours with this person. Yeah. You were stuck, huh? Mm-hmm. We went on a hike, and it was a three-hour hike. And I remember you talking about this. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah with pretty quickly, I was like, fuck. I just locked myself into this. And, and it was <laughs> fine. I mean, they were respectful, and, and this is, yeah, it, it was just there was clearly no connection there, but I was locked into this experience. And yeah, so I mean, again, you could just, I could have just been like completely honest and right, but I'm like, yeah, so I'm already telling this isn't going to work, uh, but I, I wasn't brave enough to do that. Yeah. Do you pretty much know Hernando too? Like when you meet someone in person, are you like immediately within the first 20 minutes, like in or out kind of thing? Or do you really like to get to know people to make sure? Because I have triggered things when I'm like, oh gosh, but first impressions aren't necessarily everything. That's a that's a tough question. I think each person's gonna have their own experience, but um, I think it's wise to get to know them a little bit before you meet them, um, or at least do some phone calls. Yeah. Uh, to me, meeting like you did right there, you're definitely gonna put yourself in a position to have to like really invest some time and space and your own energy and and. Um, three hours of your life <laughs> yeah. like shit I'll never get that back but the hike was really nice such a relief when I got dropped off I was like yes and, and, and one oh of the man. challenges with the whole culture right now too with, with dating um, when it's online especially is that I call it the buffet culture it's like it, when you go to a buffet and there's so many options of things to eat and, and you're kind of overwhelmed and people will sometimes try something out but they'll just move on really quickly to the next thing if they don't really think it's good for them and they won't finish it and so historically I think people gave people more of an opportunity to like invest themselves into dating because they had this you know we didn't have all these opportunities uh, around us we had like one date and we were really looking forward to it we're building it up and we're planning it out and um, with that sort of buffet culture there's something that I've termed called the BBD which is the bigger better deal (laughs) which a lot of people are online 
they're dating somebody, but they're looking mm-hmm. for somebody that is prettier, like the backup, younger, yeah, backup the grass person, is more attractive, yeah. richer, oh, yeah. um, more powerful, whatever it may be. But they're looking for, and they have these uh, uh, opportunities, which which uh, what a lot of people do, they call them um, backburner relationships, uh-huh. where you're with somebody, but you've got other people sort of Makes being farmed. And not everybody does that, but they're oftentimes sort of working other outside relationships to see how they blossom, to see if they can take over as their primary. I think if you're being authentic with all the people and letting them know, like, look, I'm dating other people, then that could be considered okay. But I don't know. But, but that's as like... As long as it's, yeah, not... Yeah, if you, I mean... It, Again, everyone gets to make their own rules. But if you're just leading someone and telling them one story, which right. is not accurate, like, I'm so into you. I'm not really ready to commit yet, but it has nothing to do with you. I'm just not ready to commit. I'm just, like, enjoying spending time with you. But deep down, it's just, like, it's just you. I'm actually right. looking for someone better than you. I just you. like that you love to take me out to dinner every night or something. Like, that's, I don't know. Back burner. Mm-hmm. I don't know about the back burner thing. That would be hard. Although I had tears when I was single. Tears, oh, t- not not tears from her eyes. Tears, there was tears like a tears tear system. Can you explain the tear system? Yeah. Well, I had so I had like a tier one, like my go-to hookup guy. That's your main person that you enjoy. My main time person, with. but I was very clear about not wanting a committed relationship. I was like, look, I'm not ready for that. I just want to hang out. We did do couples. I did a lot of wrong things to casual sex. Like we did couples, like stuff with other couples, like weekend getaways. But I was always clear, like we are not boyfriend and girlfriend. <laughs> he was so confused, and he was very confused. <laughs> I was like, I can't get any clearer. We are not dating. And I had a t- so that was like my go-to. And then I had a tier two who was like very casual, would never go out in public really. We would just like, he'd come over to my house, I'd make dinner <laughs> or something, and then we'd bang it out. And then I had like my tier three who was like this, you know, very random if tier one or tier two was not available. It was purely sex as well. Oh, and ba- sometimes we'd go out on dates. It was backup strategies. Yeah. Three. <laughs> <laughs> is that back burner? They didn't know that they were but three. No, but, well. but I told them all. It was always very casual. It was never like, it's like, I'm single, I'm having fun. It was never like, oh, this is going to be a relationship. Yeah, let's just turn the genders around here and see how, how pissed women would be if you were a dude right now sharing your philosophy. Well, I mean, I don't know. But I think it's the way that you're doing it has integrity. It's honest. Mm-hmm. It's transparent. It's 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 respecting at least another person to make to give them the information to make their own choices. Right. Whereas in Backburner, typically it's it's like under the radar. It's behind mm. the scenes. It's not it's with not your honesty, knowledge. Yeah. And I mean, I had a podcast about it at the time. Oh, too. yeah. She talked about openly. I talked about uh-huh. it all the time. And I was, I was clear with all of them. And people were like, I don't think that this person that you know, that my tier one, I I don't think anybody's ever been that honest with anyone about like how I was very clear. I was like, I really love you. I think you're awesome. Like I love you, but I think you're a good person. You're a cool human. We have fun together. Let's just roll with this. I'm not trying to be, you know, like trying to look for the wedding. I'm not shopping for wedding dresses (laughs) at all. Nope. (laughs) Which I think that's real. And I think that that's where I wish relationships or at least dating would evolve to where you could be so honest about everything from your tears or your back burners or your STI status, maybe even wanting your partner and yourself to get tested. A lot of people aren't doing that. And Mm -hmm. and if they do do it, they do it after the fact or they do it sort of a little bit late. Um, You know, one of the when I've dated people in the adult industry, I've loved people in the adult industry because sex workers are so comfortable talking about a sex Mm -hmm. and b uh, getting tested. Mm-hmm, and I think yeah. that's so valuable that uh, it's still missing those two pieces, like outside partners and um, and whether or not we're getting tested and how often we're getting tested. Yeah, so. yeah it's just kind of this like, oh, yeah, no, I'm clean. You're clean? Cool. Oh, well, I love that when people are like, I know that they're clean. I'm like, how do you know? Just I know. I'm I like, took a look at they took a shower. Yeah, I'm like, they're well, really clean. You Good luck to yeah, you. We, I was just was talking to Ashley Manta, who w- was on our um 
um, episode, the Canna Sexual episode, and uh, I just was giving her praise for being so open about her, you know, living with herpes and being mm-hmm. so open about it. And I'm like, thank you, because we need more people like that. Mm-hmm. And it's not something that we need to shame and hate on. And, and, and that is so powerful. And I just said that to her yesterday. I was like, thank you. And like, I would love to do more work with you on that because on the podcast, like just like outing STIs, STDs, and, and, um, they're so common. And why are we so, um, treating them like they're a, a disease that you're going to catch by looking at someone mm-hmm. and that's or, what happens or just not talking about them in a way that's like this is a, a safety preventative a responsible adult conversation right. of like hey when's the last time you got tested this i i haven't been tested in a while okay let's not have penetrative sex or whatever kind of sex that right. yeah. could be risky and go get tested and come back together and share our results and it's and not sexy, but it's necessary. And the the myth too about like let's say people in the adult industry um, not sort of or or not uh, I guess you could say being dirty I guess with what the mainstream might think that they are, but they're getting tested every fourteen days. That's yeah, twice a month for seven different yeah. tests, mm-hmm. uh, seven different STIs. And yet most people in their life they they get uh, less than one HIV test overall mm-hmm. in their entire life. Yeah. Yeah. And women get more than men because women have more sort of opportunities with pelvic exams yeah. and gyneco- gynecological visits. So. Like the mainstream, actually, a lot of people in the adult industry are much more, less, much less comfortable with mainstream sexual partners because they're the ones that typically have an unknown sort of status. Yeah, right. yeah. I get tested every gynecological exam. I'm like, just test me an HIV test because I feel like it's part of. I don't know, I'd, not that. And even when I was married for in a monogamous, like non-open, very closed relationship, I still would get tested because I thought it was just important like self-care it's like self-care and I thought I don't, I'm, I'm I was I don't know I would at least still tell my friends like go get tested and and just you know feel into that I always find like it's the right thing to do so I'm gonna do it because it's the right thing I should be doing mm-hmm. whether and, and I think about that with like okay I should go exercise because it's the right thing for my body mm-hmm. I should go eat my vegetables it's good for my body too and, and I should meditate or do yoga because that's great for my mental health and so I think the same thing goes for our sexual health. We just yeah. have to do, do the right thing for us, even if it's a little scary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What about... Da- okay, so we talked about online dating. What are the, the old, you know, the Victorian area of... Area, era yeah. of <laughs> in-person Courting dating. a yeah. young I mean, what or is old that? human. What's going on with that? It's changing, too. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when you're looking at the age demographics also. Like... I was reading this article about um, a lot of restaurants are now having a much more difficult time making ends meet because a lot of millennials and younger adults are ordering like Postmates and Uber Eats and they're eating in. They're not going out to eat at places. They oh. are staying in more. Like so I got a sun basket tonight and uh, I'm going to make it for you. I'm going to cook it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I used to do that. I, I cooked it. Yeah. And I'm always like, no, but you do cook it. But yeah. I'm just saying, I'm like, I didn't curate the ingredients. <laughs> they came all portioned, but I did this. One thing I'm finding, too, is that um, less people are going out on, like, a date. Like, a dinner and a movie mm-hmm. is kind of like a, a classic date that you think of h- historically. And because you have so many, like, the buffet we talked about, mm-hmm. so many different people were matched with and swiping, that people are doing, like, quick little drinks or quick coffee dates because they have two or three or four dates per week. Oh, wow. It gets expensive to do, let's say, two or three or four dinners. Oh, and you, you are finding that people are getting a little resentful of that. Like, I know a lot of women will say, you know, I'm, I'm worth more than just a quick coffee mm. or like a, like I am worth a dinner yeah. and taking some time to invest into a date and, and treating me well. And, and I totally understand that that uh, perspective. It's just something that I'm noticing with with sort of that once we get out of the online and into the in-person um, you know, space. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. I didn't really think about that. But I guess if you are dating 
in high frequency, high volumes per week or per month or whatever, that does get expensive because eating out gets expensive. Time consuming. And if it's not connecting with someone, you're like, son of a bitch, it's going to be like, and how does that, okay, sorry. How does that go? As, is it like the chivalrous thing or is it a, a split pay thing if you're not co- connecting? That would be my thought process being a heady human that I am. Like, if we're not connecting, I'm like, should passies. I just take care of this? Because like, I'm not into this at all. You might be, but I'll just get <laughs> like, this bill. I'll buy like, the whole thing to just please you for a moment. We're not going home together, but just, yeah. yeah. I'm going to take care of this. You order the filet mignon and I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the nice girl. Yeah. I don't want to be too much. I don't want to hurt your feelings. So I'm going to buy you dinner. Well, what do you? What would you both like? Like, if if you were on the dating scene and somebody asked you out on a date, I mean, would you want to split the bill? Would you want to have them pay for you? Would you want to pick up the tab? I don't have a preference. Uh, I would be. I if they were to say I'll pay for, I w- would of course still insist that I pay for at least half of it. Um, I would have no problem paying. I d- I really don't expect. Be, you know, as as someone who identifies as a straight woman, I don't expect men to pay for me. It's just not how I operate. I, but I also have a self-sufficient complex. But I, and I like little aspects of chivalry. But it's just not, like I, I just, don't, I, I personally just have this thing. Like if things are new and you don't really know, then like I think it should just be a mutual shared experience. And like that's what works for me is, like, I, hey, we're still yeah. figuring this out. Let's split it no matter what, whether we're into it or not. Um, but I know plenty of women that are like, he didn't even pay, uh, and I, well. What do you I do? like their accent. Yeah, he didn't even pay. <laughs> like he didn't even he didn't even pay for it. He like he asked to split the bill, and I was like, well, well, if you weren't connecting, that's what I think. If it kind of was like a dud deal, and this is just my own perspective, um, I probably would be like, let's just split this, and your homies, let's fist bump and like be out. But like for me, so I'll tell you just a brief story, really quickly. I was hanging out with this it's Italian Australian in Australia because I was there for a month. And we, just for one week, we were hanging out, and we met organically at a wine shop. And so he was taking me out to dinners, like, every night. And it was almost uncomfortable. He was, like, insistent. And he was very, like, that was, like, his deal. And so the last night, I was, like, I'm insisting. I'm paying. We went to the the best restaurant. I was, like, I am paying. He's, like, was very uncomfortable with it. And then I paid. It was, like, maybe, like, 600 Australian dollars. And um, he was, like, this is the first time in my life he's dated. He hadn't had, really, a girlfriend ever. And he was... 37 at the time and he'd never had like a serious girlfriend he's like this is the first time a woman's ever paid for my dinner and I was like there's so much power in that it felt so good I was like well that's awesome and he's like it's just he's like I don't even know what to do he's like thank you he's like it feels really great but thank you I was like you're welcome I was like thank you but I think like for me I on some level and as new I feel like I'm a new age human I still really value chivalry and when someone's like I got this like you're awesome. I was my treat for you. I'm like, thank you. Like that is kind of a fluttery turnoff for me. If there's seriously no connection and it's like, wow, this is we're not on any level on the same frequency. I would probably just pick no. You know what? Let's just split it or let let me take care of it if I felt really bad. I would like to challenge that. Okay. Because I personally, for knowing personally, I don't think that it's chivalry that you like. I think that you is just a opinion and you can correct me i think that it doesn't it isn't related to you're a man or your it is and i guess chivalry doesn't have to should we have to be gendered is it no, usually a coming it from one is it a gendered experience no chivalry it's, is just so it's chivalry is just it's just a it's a verb of some sort like being, being chivalrous i always thought it was gendered 
I always thought it was gender too, where yeah. it was more of like a male sort of catering to female needs and, and um, so that's to show respect. I could be wrong. That was I always just thought of it that as That was being my correction. Like I was going to say, I don't think for you, I don't think chivalry is where I think that you just are like, if sometimes it feels good to be taken care of, just like you like to do it for people too. And you're actually really pretty, you're actually, from what I see, you take more care of people in your life, friends or yeah. or family or whatever, then they, then they're actually which is why it's super you. nice for me to receive right. So it's not my necessarily God. like oh yeah, I just I like I like to be taken care of by uh, my male partner or my male lover at, at times. It's more so that it just feels good to be taken care of in general. Whereas I think that what we're talking about chivalry is is there's a difference where there is this general there still is this cultural idea that. Um, men should be paying for women. It's you know it's kind of expected. So lesbians can't have chivalry. I don't understand. I don't think you would call it chivalry. Would you? You wouldn't. I don't think you would call it chivalry because I think it is sort of a male female dynamic. Okay. But there, I didn't there, know this. There would be. I guess you could call it maybe a power dynamic that they mm. have that might not be as balanced mm. or may have some uh, more so assertive versus passive kind of yeah. behaviors. Um, you know what the research will will su- suggest is that most women in heterosexual relationships will want an egalitarian sort of balanced sort of a feministly ideal relationship where they both have equal choice, equal say, equal agency, but they still value and appreciate um, having chivalry, having, let's say, men pay for things, uh, let's say dinner or open doors for them. Or, you know, it, it, it is a sign of appreciation, respect, and sort of uh, uh, desiring and also putting on someone on a, on a pedestal. And I think a lot of us do want that sort of Though that evidence that suggests that our partner really cares for us and yeah. really wants to sort of nurture and, and, and show, you know, our value. Mm-hmm. It's lo- it's for me. It's like that's a, sh- a sign of like loving someone. Mm-hmm. You're you're putting out some love and and I mean it would be awkward if I opened the door for you if we were on a date, right? You'd be like, well, it'd be I mean, awesome. Yeah, I mean, would it be? Would it really be awkward? <laughs> I don't know. Would it? I don't know. Why I do. do you a, think I break a lot of boundaries. I hold, I hold days for, for. I pick yeah. up my partner and he weighs like 230 pounds, maybe 225 pounds. Well, you've been doing that for a long muscle. time. Yeah. I pick him up and like treat him like he's my like fresh. I really want to see that. Oh my god, people <laughs> die. They're like, I have not seen this. I would like to see this too. It is so funny. He's like, people are like, you can do that, and I and I'm not like I'm, I weigh 100 pounds less than him, I think, and he's like, just just absorbs it because I think it's hilarious and. Uh, he's, you know, such a, like a big masculine man for me to do that. I just yeah. love it. Just How like, are you holding him? Is it like, like, no, walk, like, a, like, like a bride, you know, on the first, like walking like, through the door when yeah, you're really? bride and a groom. Yeah. <laughs> I've tried it. I've done it. It's hilarious. How strong are you? you? He's going to be here tomorrow. She's he strong. won't let me do it in public. It can't be in a public place. It's oh got to be like an intimate. Like this. he would. Can yeah. we do it just for Hernando? L- and let's I? have more yeah. of that wine yeah. and then we'll have him do it together. All of us like in private. Because I do, it's not, it's slightly emasculating. And I know that he sometimes is like, no, because he has like this very, not here, not here, honey. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, well, but I, I've done it in front of all of his friends. I'm like, whoa, bro, like that's crazy. <laughs> but something about that makes me feel really great. And sometimes I do open the door, but s- I do from time to time. I, and I've told him this. I'm like, chivalry's not dead. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, you know, you can open the door for me from time to time. You can hold my hand in public. He's like, oh, it's like doesn't occur to him as much to uh, to like that. That's important, and that's showing up in in this way for me that I would probably value and feel loved because I do like to feel like I'm the best like my what is special. it special this your core erotic theme special my core erotic theme is like feeling like I'm mm-hmm. special and a a lot, the pedestal a lot really. of women want to feel desired mm-hmm. and whether that's yeah. sexually or relationally yeah right well and and again I I think for me so I remember going being with my partner and then we weren't doing well and there was like definitely not a lot of acts of generosity is what I look at it more so is like um, thinking outside himself and, and acts that are just like, I want to take care of this person. And then I was dating for a little bit and um, and, I, and I would experience that someone holding the door for me and I was like, whoa, 
I know. What is that? Yeah, but it, but it's mm-hmm. to me, it's still, and I'm, I think we called it chivalry at the time, but it still didn't feel like chivalry. It just felt like, oh, you're thinking like, about me. That's yeah, it. Like, like I, that's that's what I want. It's just to feel mm-hmm. that someone is thinking about me sometimes and and have it be pretty mutual you know i take care of you you take care Mm -hmm. of me it's not really related to gender and um and and because if it's not balanced then someone kind of feels like yeah Yeah. friday night i was at a party and they had a a taco truck and i had a friend coming to that was running behind and they were on their way and they had just called last call for the food and i just texted her real quick and said hey there's a taco truck here they're about to finish up do you want some tacos and she said yeah of course and she got here like 15 minutes later the taco truck was broken down mm-hmm. and i just had like four or five tacos for her with some sauce and like some cups and she like got all almost teary eyed and she said my ex never would do things mm-hmm. like this for me. And I'm thinking to myself, she realized she's like, wow, I'm like, it's only fucking tacos. You didn't get your tacos. <laughs> yeah. Like, like what the fuck? You would have but gone it, out of his way. But, but it's what you mentioned but that about comes back I, to, yeah, too, to you being such a wonderful, caring, giving yeah. human. You the, are. I just wanted people to have tacos. Yeah. Well, you're just <laughs> I love spreading the Latin culture. Tacos. Like, I love the Latin tacos for everyone. I mean, it's, it's just <laughs> not being stuck in your own little <laughs> bubble of me and like what can I get and like oh I gotta take care of myself and more like okay and even if it's not a romantic thing so how can I beautiful. step outside of myself and just take care of people sometimes acts of servitude are great there's some old uh, uh, John Gottman research that he filmed like uh, uh, hundreds of couples and he filmed them for thousands of hours in his therapy office and he broke it down to where uh, he had all these different sort of um, ideals that can either predict divorce or predict people's success in relationships. And he predicted divorce, I believe it was up to 94% accuracy mm. after three years or five years. Just I'm sorry. Just by getting to know them? Just by like observing, observing their interactions. Their habits. Yeah. Their habits. Oh, wow. Of, as couples. As couples and communicating. Whoa. And he had this ratio that if you were able to, to sustain a five to one ratio of positive to negative mm. interactions within your, with your relationship, that you'll be successful in your relationship. Mm. And if you think about it, like... It could mm. be t- getting your partner tacos. It yeah. could be, you know, helping them out with like I'm gonna start making the bed. I'm my relationship. Fucking Hernando, thanks for that. That's <laughs> <laughs> to my OCD. Well, I didn't mean to get you all OCD on this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, this is like totally oh, not my bag. Tally, nope, oh, nope. Did we get nope. two yep. or three today? Shit, yeah. what happened? Every room's oh, going to have like a dry eraser board. Yeah, I know. Like, tallies. Staring him in the eyes. That's a half. Yeah, I'm like, what is that? Oh no, um, that's really ge- that's that makes sense though. Well, it, it's just wow. you gotta have it in balance towards the positive and the affirming and the desiring and the respecting, and then not towards the negative and the uh, you know lacking yeah. in respect. Honestly, the more going out of your way, helping someone, letting them know that you care, appreciating them, the better. Like, stop having you don't need to regulate the shit. If you're into the person, do this as much as possible. If you're not into them. That could be misleading, confusing, of course. Yeah. Like, let's not play games. But I mean, just like the more the merrier. To you, it's it's the really more helping someone else to feel cared for or loved. And even if you don't love them, just, just you know, for you, you bought someone tacos. It was a friend. You made their day. Yeah, that's like Amy. You always take care of me when we're on the road. By the way, just a shout out to you and your hippie snacks. Because <laughs> I woke up this morning. What's I was a hippie exhausted. snack? Oh my God, she I always just bring always snacks. has hippie snacks everywhere. And I was like, Amy, do you have any hippie snacks? This morning I woke up. She's like, Of course. I've got blueberries. I've got almond butter. I've got Greek yogurt and crackers and avocado and cucumbers like, and cucumbers. And I was like. <laughs> 
oh, she's like busted all out for me, laid it out. And she always takes care of me like that. And she's like, I'm going down to get coffee. I'm going to get you coffee. You want cream? And I'm like, thank <laughs> you. And like, you're such a we're lover married. like that. You always do that for me when we're on the road. I'm like, thanks, babe. I mean, you both have such amazing relationship qualities, whether it's like open-mindedness or hippie snacks or <laughs> humor or, you know, there's so much that you both have that I think would, would really make relationships thrive. I'm mm. sure that both of you have like relationships that are incredible well you mean romantic relationships mm -hmm. yeah and, and friendships of course yeah friendships too yeah we have incredible romantic relationships with you know of course a lot of like ups and downs oh, yeah. but the i will speak for mine like the ups are a lot more than the challenging parts and the challenging parts are usually the educational pieces that are really fucking difficult at the time and but yeah. right. once we get through it then we're closer um and i just i like April's just she's my she's my little chip, so <laughs> I like taking no, care of her. I was like buck naked too. I was like eating yeah, blueberries, like handfuls of naked. I was like, so <laughs> how's your night? Like she's like <laughs> she's just like chatting because I was super hungry because I didn't eat barely anything yesterday. And I'm at this show, and you know you get trade shows are hard. It's Twelve hours straight, no yeah. breaks. If any of their listeners have ever been to a trade show, it's just like an ex it's like a marathon, not a sprint. I just get excited when you want my hippie snacks because yeah. usually when I offer them, she rejects them. Usually which I'm like is fine, but. I it's like almonds and like crunching on dry almonds. Like, I, I think like the name should be trademarked. It's phenomenal. Hippie snacks. Hippie snacks. <laughs> like, put it in a bag. You'd sell millions of those. I but called I, her yeah. partner hippie ripped because I'm like, he's like, he's hippie ripped. She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, you know, like he's been rock climbing all day. He doesn't go to the gym. He like, he goes rock climbing and hiking and like, you know, he's hippie ripped. And she's like, that's pretty. That's genius. I like the term hippie. Yeah, me too. It's Wait, good. so if she calls you hippie, what do you call her? April? Yeah. She's fancy. Yeah. Oh, are you fancy? <laughs> yeah. That's what she calls yeah. me. No, no. I say April's fancy, I'm, I'm hippie. I'm not that fancy. April was once a hippie, though. She had a big dreadlock in her hair back Just then. Just one. Just because I didn't brush my hair very much. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't shave and Homeless had a dreadlock. Homeless or hippie? No one knew. No. Yeah. <laughs> now look at her. She's fancy. Did she say she didn't shave? Is that what you said? I didn't know her then, but she told me that she didn't shave. She had one dreadlock. She was a vegan, and she was yep. on fish tour, following fish around, which is like the modern-day Grateful Dead. I love it. It's true. Yeah. I went to like I've been to like seventy some shows. They're actually performing this week in Tahoe. Did I I'm not there, and all my friends are is there. Is John Mayer their guitarist now? Did I hear that? What? He went no. fish. Trey Anastasio has always been their guitarist. If John Mayer is playing with fish, I will be shocked. Oh wait, <laughs> no, Grateful Dead. Oh, Grateful, oh, Grateful Dead. Dead. Oh, really? Um, I don't know. Probably. I, so somebody Master I know, I, I have like the worst memory, but they told me they just went to a Grateful Dead concert and the Dead Company. Yeah. John Mayer was their guitarist. I think that he's probably doing some pieces with them, but may I? But not full time. Knows? I can't okay. honestly want to say anything on record, but off the record. I, li I like all the celebrity references on here. We're in LA, so it's perfect. It is perfect. We are. Yeah. We are. Yeah. So we took a lot of name dropping. Yeah, yeah, Justin Bieber. Yeah. <laughs> we we usually don't use names, but we can use their names. Yeah, we can. I we, we have definitely been recording for a long time now, and we'd have to unfortunately. We gotta go. But, but I want to see. I want to see if you have any last minute me too. tips. Okay, exactly. good. We're on the same page. You do it. You say it. It's all the blueberries <laughs> I ate this morning. I like antioxidants. Um, <laughs> well, in you know, in a nutshell, I would and I would love to hear any last words of wisdom about dating about relationships about navigating through that aspect like bullet point cliff notes your top you know five or four or three whatever you're comfortable with or we're just anything <laughs> it's a free it's a five free is a lot <laughs> yeah one whatever you want to do five, I was like, <laughs> holy shit that's can a lot of pressure top 25 we only have 30 seconds so yeah. can you solve this whole world peace <laughs> issue uh oh God. five points pressure yeah <laughs> oh, no. damn it hernando i'm sorry <laughs> Uh, for the for the online app dating, um, I, I encourage people just to have patience, mm. just to 
be real, be authentic, be honest. Don't get discouraged. Um, yes, some people may not have the best of intentions, but just don't lose hope. Like, stay positive and be yourself. Try to be funny. Don't try to, like, be something you're not. If you ever read any of that pickup artist crap in the past, like, please let that go because that stuff is not for, for um, adult relationships. And um, people will like you for who you are. And, and I really do encourage the humor. I think mm-hmm. that, that being playful and humorous, we're all in, in relationships to, I think, enjoy, to have pleasure, to celebrate life. Like, work and life is stressful and and serious enough. We want our relationships, I think, to just have um, a, a playful sort of loving, fun, you know, uh, uh, adventurous side. Mm. And then for in the relationships, like too many people after, you know, we talk about those honeymoon periods where after, let's say, six months to two years, people start to dip in, in regards to their commitment or the intensity of passion or their investment in the relationship and how hard they're trying. Just keep trying. Mm. Like, uh, I always encourage my, my therapy clients um, when they're in a relationship on an anniversary to write a letter to themselves and let, write a letter to their partner. Mm. And the letter to themselves is to write, remind them of what this person means to you, mm. why you fell in love with them, um, what it is about them that makes them y- you feel so special about this relationship. And then obviously the letter to them is we have fallen off when it comes to writing love letters to people. And we may text them something cute or text them an emoji, but like, come on, yeah. write them a nice letter, mm-hmm. put some thought into oh it. And so they can read it over and over again, especially when they're feeling lonely or they're feeling, you know, a little distant and they can help you reconnect. So um, I just encourage people keep trying. Like mm-hmm. don't, you know, distancing. Yes, it can be an ero- erotic enhancer and sometimes create some sense of desire, but too much distance can sometimes pull you away and, and um, keep invested. Mm-hmm. I love that. You're so Aww, smart. See, that's I, beautiful. If you're a great doctor. <laughs> <laughs> you are. But I know I folks Speaker probably out there, too. if you're a listener out there and you want to work with Hernando, you should because... I mean, I don't want to shoot anybody, but he's wonderful. I mean, you have amazing energy, grounding energy, and you're so, I don't know, fluidly, like, smart with the, like, your information and the way you present it. The and delivery. The will delivery, you? all of it. So how will can people work with you? Will you write my Bumble profile? I yeah. <laughs> I'm there. I'm there for you. I'm that was there perfect. Can we just, like, record <laughs> that yeah. and put that? I know. So. Honestly, I will vouch for you. I'll vouch for Hernando. So, But if people want to work with you, listeners, I'm sure, out there n- would love to work with you. And how can they do that? Uh, you could reach me at uh, www.drhernandochavez.com. Um, I do podcasts. I do media presentations. I'm also a college professor and teach human sexuality and psychology classes, as well as a sex therapist in Beverly Hills. And I work with everything from erotic minorities, kinky, non-monogamous, fetish folks, uh, and also people with sexual concerns and relationship and uh, love issues. Can you do Skype or do you have to be present? Do present, like Skype, phone. Okay, so it's got to be within California for therapy, uh, but yeah. then oh, I do okay. coaching outside of California. And that's because of the licensing stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. So, oh, yeah. Okay, so if you're a California you whatever person, you listener... Yeah. Okay, good to know. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Awesome. So in Texas, do you have... you? Can I can do coaching across lines. Okay, so, um, so it's more like advice giving mm. and oh. uh, education yeah. and guidance. Okay, that um, makes sense. But if it's intense stuff like... Can you prescribe like medicine? I can't, no. Damn it. Nope. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, what did you need? <laughs> I mean, you know, I was just hoping to get a cocktail of... Some. You know, I need some sleeping aid. <laughs> <laughs> she wants Viagra. Yeah, can you give me some Cialis <laughs> prescription? <laughs> I just want to see what it'll do to my clit. <laughs> so you've heard. Yeah. <laughs> Something. Off the record. Uh, anything else, Amy? Oh, Hernando? no. I just want to see what happens to your clit on Cialis now. I know. You <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I might just start driving. The conversation totally veered to that. Yeah. <laughs> one well, talk mine. Yeah. It's been awesome. I love having you, talking to you. Amy, you had some 
awesome moments too today. April. All day. A for awesome. A for awesome. <laughs> D for doctor. <laughs> N for <laughs> vitamin D. <Dieca. laughs> um, that's what I. All right, y'all. We're getting crazy over here. But thank you for tuning in. We love, love, love all of our listeners. Remember, if you have a moment, if you have some time, write us a five-star review on iTunes. We do not um, ever hate the four or three stars. We always look at your feedback, and we do read all the reviews. But if it's a one, we hate it. I know. (laughs) We're like, damn it. No, I'm just kidding. We don't hate it. No, we don't. We we actually will try to improve. We will. And we, we enjoy reading the reviews. They're beautiful. And... It's been an absolute joy hanging out with Hernando Chavez today, and we will see you all next Tuesday. Ciao for now. Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com.